Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast. This is episode 22. Once again, I'm John June. I got my guy, Greg Penniman. It's week six. Greg, what's good, man? Week six. Let's go. We're here. We're doing it. A lot of good matchups, as always. Uh, we got some high over-under potential in some games. So, yeah, let's get right to it. Yeah, man, right to it. But before we do that, as we always do, we got to recap that Thursday night game. So the New England Patriots came in favored by 17 and, or 16 and a half. They end up winning this game 35 to 14. It was a close game for most of it. But, um, you know, Julian Edelman had a great game. Tom Brady himself had a 334 passing yards, two rushing touchdowns. Uh, one passing touchdown, I believe, um, and an interception and two fumbles, I believe he had as well. So, Greg, what'd you make of his performance? Uh, yeah, it was it was a definitely a rough performance in that first half. Uh, the Giants' defense came to play. Uh, also, I think it was a combination of the Pats just not being in sync at all. But you know, uh, they're one of the greatest teams at making adjustments, in-game adjustments. Uh, one of the few teams to do it. So they they came back. They they uh, did what they had to do. This this pass defense is breaking fantasy football though. Um, it's it's really insane what they're doing. Uh, it, it's like they're the, they're the MVP of every game. Seems like. Yeah, they're absolutely killing it in terms of in terms of fantasy defense. Um, I think they're on pace for about in standard scoring defense, um, standard scoring leagues. They're on pace for about three hundred points, um, which would be the most by a fantasy defense ever. <laughs> so, um, I think they're like, I think going into yesterday. They are the eighth highest scoring player in half in a half point PPR league on the season. So, oh my gosh, um, yeah, it's it's just crazy what they're doing. And uh, there was another stat that their defense, the Patriots' defense, has scored more touchdowns than the Patriots' opponents have. So <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah, no, it's wild. And um, I stand corrected. Tom Brady didn't throw a touchdown pass in this one. But like I said, he did rush for two. Vulture, um, two touchdowns from Sony Michelle and Brandon Bolden as well. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Hey, so what about what do you think about this? Is Brandon Bolden somebody that we have to start thinking about going forward? Because he was pretty involved on He was. I, I, so I don't know if it was because Rex Burkhead was still out. Um, I don't know how his – Rex Burkhead is very close. He probably will play in week seven. Um, so I, I don't know if I could trust that yet. Uh, yeah, really still James White and Sonny Michelle, like the two highlight players for me. Yeah, I think I think you're right with the Rex Burkhead situation, him being out, um, you know, being a little banged up. I think that opens up some snaps for Brandon Bolden. Um, it's just interesting to, to see him out there because uh, he's a guy that's been on the Pats for about four or five years, yep. mainly a special teams player. And he'll come in um, and have those random, you know, goal line touchdowns mm-hmm. and everyone's like, you know, that didn't help anybody at all because <laughs> nobody started Brandon Bolden. But now he seems that he's getting involved in the pass game. Um, I think he had two or three catches yesterday for, for you know, decent amount of yardage too. So 
you know, it's interesting. What do you think about Sony, man? Um, you know, people are upset with the performance yesterday. You know, but he still had, uh, he still had about seventeen to eighteen carries. Still ran for eighty six yards. Still had uh, five receptions in this one, or not five, not five receptions. I think he had two two receptions in this one. Um, a hundred yards from scrimmage. What, do we, yeah. what like? But again, no touchdowns. But so, are you? Is he somebody we're panicking on? I, I like. What are we I doing? like the touch number. You know, 20, you said it. Twenty five touches total. He got the three tar- uh, three targets. So twenty four touches total. Um, that's that's a really good number. Um, he just yeah got vultured by Tom Brady twice and Brandon Bolden. Um, and that's what you you thought was the money coming in for Sony Michelle coming in was his red zone touches, his red zone usage. So if that's not going to be there, you have to definitely bring down his ex expectations. Um, still think he's you know I would probably still try to look to sell him and see if he can get some value back for him. I'm starting to wonder though if we're I don't I don't know say if overreacting on Sony because I think this is a reasonable reaction to have compared to what we were, what we were uh, expecting you know mm-hmm. but for me Sony Michelle was <clears throat> I mean not until September did he become a fifth or fourth round pick you know I think um, in if you drafted mid to late August you were still kind of able to get him at that at the sixth seventh round price maybe because right. he, he was still questionable about the knee. So depending on where you drafted him, you could Sony Michelle could be your flex. That's true. You know, so so I, it's just it's just something to, to to if we have to just manage our expectations, right? Like you know, obviously we you know it's it's like sim. I I compare it to David Johnson last year, right? Like you drafted David Johnson in the top five, but David Johnson finished. You know, if you ask everybody who drafted David Johnson, he had a terrible year, but he finished as the RB twelve. Mm-hmm. Right, so it's just a matter of expectations, and maybe we just need to change them when it comes to to Sony. Yeah, especially in this offense, where we we know they're used to using a bunch of running backs. Uh, they're they're capable of using four or five during a game, so it's definitely something you have to keep an eye on. Yeah, no, f- most definitely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm, this it's just it's just interesting to me um, with the whole Sony thing. But moving forward. We got to get into these games, these week six games, as we always do. Mm-hmm. Starting off with the Panthers and the Bucks. Bucks are technically home, but this game is in London. It's a forty-seven and a half point over under. The Bucks are three point favorites, and again, this is an NFC South matchup. The Panthers are three and two. The Bucks are two and three. So, Greg, with that being said, I have to ask you, what do you got? Uh, I like I like how the Bucks have been playing. Um, except that one game against the Giants, the second half collapsed. They They've been up playing a solid uh, pace of play, doing what they have to do. Uh, so I'm gonna take them. Uh, I'm gonna take them. Also, uh, the spread. I think they win. Oh, actually, uh, it's a tough one. It's right at three. So mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna take the Bucks. Though I think they, you know, get it done by maybe four points. Uh, and I'm gonna take the over in this game. Uh, really, you know, Chris McCaffrey's gonna do his thing. He's gonna lead this team in everything, passing yards. Uh, everything that doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm looking at Mike Evans. Really, uh, they played each other you know, already. This team, these two teams, week two. Chris Godwin was a star that matchup. Um, who's gonna step up at that receiving core? Uh, you would look to think they would get him involved uh, after that performance last week. So uh, yeah, I'm looking at Mike Evans. Really, yeah. For me, uh, I have to take the under in this one. Um, I mean, I'm going to take the Panthers against the spread and Panthers to win. And I don't even really feel fully confident in that. Um, you know, like theory-wise, Christian McCaffrey 
banged up a little bit. They say he's going to play. Going to be fine. Not worried about it. But this is a long trip to London. I don't know. I'm assuming the teams had to have gotten there um, earlier in the week to prepare. So, you know, maybe travel is not going to be an issue. Um, but either way, I'm taking the Panthers. And like you said, Mike Evans, I got, we got to watch this. We got to see um, how he bounces back from, from getting shut out last week. Uh, is Bruce Arians going to try to get him more involved? Like he talked about, is he going to move him around? Um, are we going to see the squeaky wheel get the grease like we did last week with Adam Thielen? Mm-hmm. Um, so those are things to watch. Somebody for me that's intriguing, we talked about it a little bit um, off air, is Curtis Samuel. He's um, he's one of the top players in the league in terms of air yards. They're just not hitting. Um, so, so I know it's tough because I, I wish that if he was playing with all the uncertainties in, in the in the 1 o'clock games in terms of the receiver position, which we'll get to later, um, Curtis Samuel would to me would have been a great fill-in for these players that potentially might not play. But this game's at nine thirty in the morning, so you you kind of have to make that decision early. I mean, you have to make that decision yeah, early. Yeah. So, with that being said, I know you you made a trade, Jamison Crowder for for Curtis Samuel yep. straight up in the league of extraordinary people, uh, full point PPR league. But is are you excited to start Curtis Samuel this week? Uh, I think this is more like yeah, I'm trying to get some some boom in my lineup. I have Ty, he's on a buy. Um, so I, I need some some help at receiver this week. Uh, so I'm starting him at flex with Preston Williams. I, you said that the air yards are there, so right now I'm just hoping for a nice long touchdown. Uh, also, just, his target number is still like average. He's getting average yep. about seven targets a game, so I, I'll take that for a little safe floor just for a low end flex. Yeah, and and that's that's where I think I'm at with Curtis Samuel right. is that the targets are there, um, and the air yards are there, so. You know, if this guy had a ton of air yards, but he had no targets, then he'd be like, okay, well, he's not really, right. You know, that's not really saying anything. But this is a guy that has 37 targets on the year, which would put him at, in the top 20, the top 25 of receivers. But in terms of air yards, he's in the top 10. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, he's got 524 air yards to 227 receiving yards. Mm-hmm. He's only got one touchdown on the year, so um, I think he's somebody that might be due. So I mean, this maybe this is the matchup. Um, yeah, so we'll, you know we'll see. We'll see going forward. So uh, any anybody else? What about the running back situation on the Tampa Bay side? You know, how are fantasy owners? How should they navigate this? So if you would like to go off week two, Payne Brahma was the one to dominate. I remember he getting twenty five carries in that game. He ran very well in that game. Um, if they Go with that same similar game plan. He, if I had to choose a Payne Barber, would be the one uh, to to lead this backfield and, and over Rojo. Yeah, it's just been I I just it's weird how this split just keeps changing, yeah. and and there's no rhyme or reason, at least none that that we can see as fantasy analysts on the surface, right? right. Like I don't know if this is something that's situational, if this is something that's week to week, is this something that's based off like performances and practice? You know, I don't, I don't know, but it does seem as if Peyton Barber is the goal line back. Um, you know, he he ha- he is getting those goal line carries and converting on those goal line touchdowns. So in a game where it's a forty-seven and a half point over under, the Bucks are favored by three. Um, you know, maybe maybe you can, uh, you know, get that. But they had an even split last week. It was nine carries for Ronald Jones, eight carries for Peyton Barber. Um, production was about similar, um, and you know the, the snap percentage on these guys, um, they're you know they're splitting at thirty three percent. That includes Dari Ogabawale. So, wow. um, yeah. So maybe this is a situation to just avoid until we get some more clarity. 
Um, both these teams get the bye after this week, traveling to London. So, um, you know, maybe maybe we could get some clarity after the bye. Yeah, but, it was crazy. We were ready to give Rojo the mantle because he, like, three straight weeks he had uh, over Payne Barber and touches, but then last week happened. So it's, it's definitely a confusing situation. No, most definitely tough. What about the tight ends in this one? I know Greg Olson, after um, coming on hot, the first the first two or three weeks, um, he's since you know kind of disappeared a little bit. Yeah. And then OJ Howard just never showed up. So yeah, I'm st- um, still not uh, OJ Howard. Uh, he was definitely a snip snip candidate for us like a couple weeks ago. I'm I'm still not on board with him. Uh, Greg Olson, if he's going to bounce back, this is a good spot for him. Uh, Buccaneers aren't good against the Titans. Um, he did also. And this get, is where he broke out last. Yeah, this game. is where he broke out last week. Yep, he had two touchdowns in that game. So, um, I think yeah. Uh, Greg Olson, if he's going to bounce back, it'll be this week. Okay, let's move forward. We've got the 0-5 Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Baltimore to take on the 3-2 Baltimore Ravens, 47.5 point over under. The Baltimore Ravens are 12-point favorites. Greg, tell me what you got, man. I got the Ravens in this game. I'm also taking the – I'm going to take the Bengals as spread. Uh, I think they win by – the Ravens win by 10. Um, And I'm going to take the over in this game. I'm um, just looking right now. I'm looking for the, that run game of Baltimore to dominate in this game. That very favorable game script. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much who's going to be the MVPs of my team. Mark Ingram and Gus Evers, you alluded to early in the week. I think he's a sneaky good play this week. And uh, as far as the the receiving, yeah, Marcus Brown, um, is he going to be able to play? Uh, and if he is, if he's going to bounce back. Uh, so he's he's been struggling since his hot start. Um uh, and on the Bengals side, uh, really just, you know, Joe Mixon, um, how he's going to play. Uh, it's a tough matchup for, not actually a tough matchup for Andy Dawn. The Ravens defense has been vulnerable. So uh, if they're going to win, they're going to have to rely on those two guys. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i actually I'm going to take the over. I'm with you on the, the Bengals against the spread. This Baltimore defense is a bit vulnerable. So um, I'm not saying that they, they make it a close one, but like you said, 10-point, 7-point loss. I could definitely see that in the cards. Um, but I'm taking the Ravens to win. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough with, with – obviously, Lamar Jackson, I love him in this spot. Right. Um, you know, it's you know very similar to that stat with Dak, you know, how he's very good in, in you know, Baltimore win – or Dallas wins. Lamar Jackson in, in Ravens wins. Um, it doesn't matter what the game script is, whether they're going to run the ball, throw the ball, whatever. We've seen, you know, that offense is going to run through him. Mm-hmm. So I really like him this week. Um, and then, like you said, with the running backs, Mark Ingram most definitely got to start him. Um, but, yeah, like like we talked about earlier in the week, Gus Edwards, I think he's a sneaky play, especially with, uh, you know, Oakland, the Bears, and the, the Colts all being on by. You know, those are running ba- there's running backs that we don't have for this week. So, Gus Edwards is playable in terms of Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood, um, yeah, he didn't practice at all this week, so that kind of scares me a little bit. Luckily, this game's at one o'clock, so we get some, so we'll get some clarity early. You know, we'll know if he's active or inactive by about eleven. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough because even in a matchup like this where they're favored by so much, they might not even need him. Is he somebody that you still want to play even if he is active? I. Uh, think so i think if he's going to be active there you know they, they're going to plan on using him um he's still the number one guy as far as wide receivers for this team um yeah i'll I still play him out there yeah i i agree with that if, the, if he's a, he's a, he's the kind of player where if he's 
just him being out on the field, he can score from anywhere on the field. And I don't want to sit that if it's, if he's playing. So I'm going to start him. Um, You know, maybe this is a situation where you have to look at your matchup. If you're projected to win, um, maybe you don't take that risk. Maybe you go with somebody with a, a bit of a safer floor, you know, might, might, you know, might get you some point production. But if you're if you're projected to lose, you're going against you know some all star team that's five and zero, and you need all your you need all the help you can get. So you you plug you plug Hollywood in if need be. Uh, what about the 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 Bengals side? We said that this Baltimore defense is susceptible. Uh, we do know that this Ravens or this Bengals offense likes to spread. They like to spread teams out. You know, get out in three wide, and that's where we actually see the Ravens are most susceptible. So. Uh, Auden Tate, yeah, uh, yeah, Auden Tyler Tate, Boyd, yep. those guys you you're looking to start them this week. Yeah, definitely Tyler Boyd. Um, he he had a great performance last week, and also I'm gonna go with uh yeah Auden Tate. I think he's a definitely a good flex play for you this week. And what about our man Joe Mixon? I know I made him honorable mention start of the week. I think he had a hundred yards from scrimmage last week. But is he somebody? You know, given I know the the name probably looks the matchup looks bad on paper, but you know you you really delve into it. It's 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 not as bad as it might seem. So is that somebody you want to start? Yeah, after a slow start, he Joe Mixon has been playing very well. Um, he's super talented still. Um, you you think if someone's going to emerge and you know kid breaking out into that RB one category, it's him. But I start him as a a strong RB two this week. Agreed. Okay, so let's move forward. We got the Houston Texans. Traveling to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. This is a mm-hmm. fifty-five point over under. This the Chiefs are four point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Yeah, man, I've, uh, I got the Chiefs winning this game. Uh, I got the Texans covering the spread. Uh, I think it's gonna be super close uh, field goal game. Uh, and I, I'm taking over. Um, I also want to take the over. This is, uh, all my eyes are on this, this. These two offenses, the quarterback matchup uh, should have been the picks one and two in this draft. Pat Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson. It's going to be a great, uh, great assessment of uh, these two guys. Um, and really, my eyes on Patty. He's coming off basically two of his worst games ever, stats-wise, which is crazy. Speaking like they still won one game, and fantasy-wise, he's still putting up decent numbers. But uh, I'm looking for him to 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 come out here, throw, give me three touchdowns, and and also on the Texan side, D Hop coming off a you know a solid performance. But overall, you're not seeing that wide receiver, that top six pick that you got. So is he gonna come through and break out in this game? I uh, this game is it's a shame that it's not on Sunday night football or Monday night football. Like I would have watched it on Thursday night. Yeah, facts, to be honest. Yo. Like I re- like I give it to. I don't care, but like the fact it's on it's at one o'clock. Um, that's just unfortunate. The NFL schedule makers have to do a better job of this. But like you said, this this matchup against these two quarterbacks drafted from the same draft class. So it was a lot of debate. Um, Mitch Trubisky's not included in that debate. Nah. He wasn't invited to the party. Nah. Um, but you know these guys, yeah, they're the absolute studs. They, you know, Deshaun Watson coming off his best game ever. Pat Mahomes probably coming off his two, uh, his worst two game stretch. So both these defenses vulnerable. I'm gonna take the over. I'm gonna actually gonna take the Chiefs to, to cover the spread here. I'm gonna take them to win. I think this is a bounce back game for them. They're at home. Um, Pat Mahomes, he's He's too good of a player to 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 not, you know, put this team on his back and yeah. get a win. So, I think that happens this weekend. Uh, the question for I think fantasy players yep. is, is Tyreek Hill going to play? So I know that. For, so me, I I have a lot of Tyreek Hill, and so I have to I had to make a lot of decisions. And earlier in the week, I was uh, making my decisions as if he was playing. 
Um, but then Andy Reid said something or something came out on Thursday or Friday that made me feel a little bit um, a little bit iffy about playing, wanting to play Tyreek Hill and his availability. They said that they need to run some more tests um, to see if he could play. And, you know, then they say he's going to be a game-time decision. And this isn't like Marquise Brown where it's an ankle and we're like, oh, we'll see how you do, you know, pregame. You know, this is something that's, this is, a, you know, a sternum issue, you know, something that, uh, that's inside of him that you can't really, the, the issue with Tyreek Hill is can he take a hit? You know, what happens if he catches a ball, gets tackled, and a, a defender lands on top of him? Is he is he going to be able to do that? And you can't test that. So um, I I I want to say he's going to play because, you know, I, he, I, I, know, I know he wants to play. I know Andy Reid wants him to play, but it's out of both of their hands. Um, so I'm, I'm just curious. I'm going to, me, I'm going to have him ready to play, but I'm going to plan as if I'm going to have contingency plans in, in the event that he doesn't. Yeah. And talking about contingency plans, Sammy Watkins is also doubtful to play. So out of those three guys that we talked about, you know, coming into this week, uh, Byron Pringle, Demarcus Robinson, McCole Hartman, who, who you're, are you going to like play as far as like your flexes and stuff like that? Who steps up in this game? Yeah, this is, this is a tough one because, you know, I think. If Tyree Kill doesn't play, it's easy to just slot in Miko Hardman because you kind of know that he's, you know, he's been operating almost as Tyreek Hill's replacement. Right. So you kind of know that that role is going to be there. Um, but then if there's no Sammy, that means there's targets on the outside. Honestly, I would start, I, if I had to pick one, if I had to rank them, I'd probably start Demarcus Robinson. Just because he is the most, he's the receiver that's played most snaps with Pat Mahomes to this point. Uh, we sit, we did sit here on the broadcast. Pat Mahomes doesn't care; he just throws to whoever's open. But um, I think that's just the way that I would lean. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think the biggest bump that uh, the biggest player, the player that gets the big, the largest bump in this sense, is probably Damian Williams. Um, he's he's back healthy, and we saw him assume that starting position. We saw him assume his role as the lead back. Um, you know, Shady McCoy, Shady McCoy didn't even get a carry. Uh, Dart Dart or Daryl Williams had th- had played 13 snaps, uh, and Damian Williams was still involved in the pass game as well. They tried to get him involved early too. So he's somebody that if Tyreek Hill doesn't play, there's Sam Watkins doesn't play. There's targets available. Maybe Damian Williams is a is a is a is a very more than viable play in a game like this. Yeah, to back up your love for him, you did make that trade for him. I saw that because <laughs> Damon Williams and, and Tevin Coleman. Yep, yep. So, yeah, just to shed some light, guys, I, tr- I traded Odell Beckham. Um, I'm selling. I, my team's my team is 0 and 4 in this league. I need to switch stuff up. Um, so I, I'm I, I'm shipping off Odell Beckham and Chris Thompson for. Uh, Tevin Coleman and, and Damian Williams. I, like I have Matt Breida, so I'm trying to get the handcuff. Yeah. You like it, you said? Yeah, I, I like that. Tevin Coleman, especially. Um, you had the Matt Breida, so it makes sense for you. And, uh, yeah, if if Damian Williams is going to have that impact of increase and he's back and healthy, uh, he's going to be that strong RB2 that you need. Yeah, no, I, I like Damian Williams this week. But what about D-Hop, man? I know owners are – we talked about it in the the, the, pan, the wide receiver panic uh, portion of our episode the other day, but – uh, you know, D Hop's still getting a twenty eight percent market share. Um he's still getting he's still he's got five hundred five hundred air yards, so mm-hmm. that puts him about in the still in the top ten. Um he's only got three hundred forty seven receiving yards on a year though. Um 
Is this the bounce back game? Is this the turnaround game that we're that we're kind of expecting? Yeah, I mean, he he in a good you know in a good great matchup last week. He he came through. You no, know, as far as like uh, wide receiver two, he had seven receptions for eighty eight yards. So that's it's very safe. Um, but I yeah, you need that the touchdowns. That's what D Hop makes his money. That's why he made it last season with ten last year. So I think it comes in this game. He, he had a great game in week one against the Saints. So he has the potential to do it. Unlike you know Odell hasn't you haven't seen that game from him yet except the Jets game, um, but I think he bounced back. I think he gets you a touchdown this game, in this game. Yeah, and like we talked about on the wide receiver panic episode, D Hop is the guy I'm the least worried about right. because um, you know he's got he's got the quarterback of Deshaun Watson. This offense is always scoring points, um, and then he's got weapons outside of him where you can't devote all of your attention to him because. A guy like Will Fuller will kill you, like we saw um, on, on last Sunday. So, I, I think D Hop bounces back. I, I fully expect him to do that. Um, what about Will Fuller? Are you going to chase the points with Will Fuller, or are you going to? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely starting Will Fuller as well as a strong flex play, even with some wide receiver two upside. Um, I don't think last week was a fluke. Um, as far as his boom play, we always knew it was there. But if you if you need some juice in your lineup, I think Will Fuller is a good play as well. No, I agree with that. Um, what about Shady? I know he 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 let fancy owners down last week, but he did. Damian Williams coming back definitely impacted him. Um, I don't think he. I don't think I would start him this week. Um, I, I probably you know Damian Williams, especially if Tyreek Hill's back as well. But what about with the bye weeks? Does that still Ooh. change your? Uh, mm. You know, let's say you had Josh Jacobs and David Montgomery. I I think or you're even, missing Josh Jacobs and Marlon Mack. I think even that you were saying Gus Edwards. I was probably start Gus Edwards over the Shady. Over Shady. Yeah. Ooh, that's tough. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that is tough. Oh, it that's is. a good one. <laughs> even even Duke Johnson. How do you feel about Duke Johnson over? Oh, yeah. I think Duke Johnson's. I think he's flexible. Um. I think he's flexible. I would, I would definitely start Carlos Hyde. You know, these this Chiefs defense is terrible against the run. Mm-hmm. They they average six yards. They give up six yards a carry. Um, Carlos Hyde's getting eighteen to twenty carries in every game, so I start him. But Duke Johnson, he got some run. Like actually getting carries, he was using the run game too, not just the pass game. So, um, yeah, I think he's playable. Uh, what about these Texans tight ends? They had a they had. You know, uh, each of them have had big weeks now. I know. Uh, Darren Fells caught two touchdowns last week. You said no? I, I said I, I know. It's like it's still tough. I still don't, like, want to give them the, <clears throat> hey, I start every week starting, guys. But, you know, with Greg Olson struggling, a lot of these tight ends not doing well. Um, maybe one of, yeah, one of these guys you might have to have as a dart throw at tight end. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be upset about it considering how, how high this over-under is going to be. Um and you know the amount of weapons that there are in this Texans offense, you know maybe maybe Darren Fells or Jordan, or Jordan Akins, and that's the pro- that's the problem with them is that there's two of them. Right. And I don't know which one that I would want to start. Yeah, Evan Ingram so, was hurt. Yeah, you're talking about the buys. There's a lot of there's options out there. I mean, it's, you take, there's not a lot of options out there. No, yeah, it's very limited this week. All right, let's move forward. We've got the three and two New Orleans Saints traveling to Jacksonville. To take on the two and three Jacksonville Jaguars. This is a forty-three point over/under. This is a two and a half point spread in the Jags' favor. Greg, what do you got? I got the Saints in this game. Uh, I'm also, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got the Saints also covering the spread. Uh, I think they, you know, they figured it out with Teddy at quarterback. 
Um, they, they figured out the game plan and the success to win. Um, I'm going to take the over as well in this game. Um, really, you know me, I'm stressing right now. I got Kamara. I just popped up on that injury report two times in a row. Sean Payton is not even trying to talk about him. He, so I don't, I don't like where this is going. He didn't reveal much about his status. Um, so I'm looking at his status. You know, you got to keep an eye on it coming going into the matchup. I would say add Latavis Murray now if he's available in your league. Uh, have him ready because um, he, he if he if Kamar can't go, um, Latavis Murray's got strong RB two potential. Um, and for the Jacks are, you already know my boy Gardner Minshew is is uh is he still you know <laughs> you talk about it. Is this guy matchup proof? Is he is he a guy that's gonna keep performing for you week in and week out? Give you that. QB ten to fifteen performance. Yeah, this is this is an interesting one. So before we get into the the players, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take the over. And like I said after last week, I'm not picking against the Saints anymore. I'm done doing it. I'm just gonna <laughs> pick the Saints. So I'm taking the Saints against the spread. I'm taking the Saints to win. Um, but yeah, man, is Gardner Minshew matchup proof? Is the question. Um, you know, finishes QB eight last week. Uh, you you said that he was the streamer of the week. He finished. He did even better than that, finishing in the top eight for fantasy owners. But um, is this somebody that we have to go forward and say the matchup doesn't matter? You know, and and it's week six, so it's mm-hmm. hard to it's hard because you come in with all these preconceived notions, and Gardner Minshew, the sixth round rookie quarterback out of Washington State, was not on our radar. Right. So now to sit here in week six, it's not like it's week sixteen. It's week six, and we're to say he's matchup proof. You know, those are the things that we have to adjust ourselves to. Uh, and like I told you, you know, you saw you were you were willing to say it earlier than I was. But I just couldn't pro- I couldn't mentally couldn't <laughs> process that this guy is matchup proof. And I love Gardner Minshew, um, but this is a tough matchup for him. So, are you? That being said, are you playing him this week? I'm absolutely playing him. Uh, even the Saints, you're right, have been way better defensively. They shut down Dak. Uh, and they, you know they're doing pretty well as far as uh, the passing defense better. So, I but I'm, I'm still starting Gardner Minshew. I think this is a good spot for him. Um, and also, you know, DJ Shark is that that's also a guy where people are still probably questioned to pull the trigger on as far as a every week starter. But I'm also starting him. I think you gotta you gotta start both of these guys. So I, I this is one that I have to ask you because I know D.D. Westbrook. He was your wide receiver breakout. Two um, sleeper sleeper in the wide receiver sleeper sorry yeah, yeah. wide receiver sleeper in the in the breakout in the wide receiver breakdown. Um, so do you considering the matchup this week? We saw what Chris Godwin was able to do from the slot to the Saints defense, and and PJ Williams I think is the Saints the Saints slot corner. He's been terrible all year. Um, Marshawn Lattimore on the other hand, he's the outside corner. He's the he tends to he tends Locked to down. shadow, but only only if the if the Saints feel that that other receiver is worthy of of being mm. shadowed, so the question I have to ask you is: Do you think it's within? I mean, obviously it's within the range of outcomes, but do you think it's it's going to happen that the Saints could potentially put Marshawn Lattimore on DJ Shark, then making D.D. Westbrook probably or probably the or sneakily the better play in this matchup? Uh so I. I- Think they the way DJ Shark has been playing. I think they don't. They want to take away his big play activity, so they probably will put Marshawn Lattimore on for a lot of the snaps at, at least. Uh, which also, I I still think they're both solid plays. DD, I like how he's playing. Yeah, he's trending up. He had 11 targets last week. 
Uh, that's a really good number. Uh, so I think he's going to be, you know, a solid flex play for you as well this week. Um, still, uh, but I, I still think DJ Shark is going to do 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 well for you. At least give you uh, low end wide receiver two numbers. Okay, so would you rather start DJ Shark or Will Fuller this week? Mm, that's a good question. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna still go with DJ Shark. DJ Shark or Odell? <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Odell this week. I think they force feed him the ball. I think I think they're tired of this uh, that this Odell thing. I think Odell does well this week. Okay. Yeah. No. It's 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 just interesting to see. But um, like you said before, you're you're nervous about Alvin Kamara. So Sweating. being the the resident Alvin Kamara owner in our league of extraordinary people, what is your nervousness level on Alvin Kamara and his availability on Sunday? Um. So if I had to. Bet on his status. I think he's going to end up playing. Um, I think you know Sean Payne maybe just didn't want to give too much away because it's like gamesmanship like, to his opponent or something like that. Um, and if he does play, I'm not really worried about his usage. Um, his usage has been up the last few weeks, but if if it uh, if if it goes down, it'll just go down to what it normally was, which is like sixty to seventy percent of the snaps. So uh, I, I wouldn't worry about Kamar if he's playing. If he's not. I'm I'm very worried because I don't have Latavius Murray. Nim drafted him before him. <laughs> I was ready to take him. He sniped me for him. I've been trying to get him ever since in trades and stuff. But uh, I, yeah, so I'm I'm worried there as far as the handcuff situation. Yeah, no, that's something to definitely monitor. But I I think he's gonna play. Um, yeah. Sean Payton, he 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 does this. He plays coy with us. But you know, like like what? Oh, Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, who's gonna be my starting True. quarterback? Right. You know. I think he. I think Sean. I think Kamar is going to play. Um, and then on the Jag side, Leonard Fournette. You're starting him this of week, course. right? Of course, starting no, him. Of out. course. Okay. Not not even a question. Yeah. All right. Let's move forward. We've got the three and two Philadelphia Eagles traveling to Minnesota to take on the three and two Minnesota Vikings. This is a 44 point over under. Vikings are three point favorites. This is an NFC title rematch from two years ago. If you don't remember, so Greg. What do you got? I have the Vikings in this game actually at home, uh, but I'm gonna take the Eagles with the spread. I think this is a super close game, like one point game, um, and I'm gonna take the the over surprisingly in this game. Um, you know, I like what the Eagles' offense has been playing uh, lately. Coming off that great win against the Packers, and also you know, the the Vikings looking like they are a little more balanced than they were previously. Uh, you know, getting Pat Kirk Cousins having a season high in passing touchdowns and passing yards against the Giants. Uh, still going against a vulnerable Eagles defense. So I, I just want to look at that offense to see if, you know, last week wasn't a fluke, if they're going to make it a little more balanced. I know they're still the run team, but just at least 60-40 or something like that. Uh, and getting Adam Thielen involved. Um, but is Diggs going to come through, really? Is he, he going to step up? Adam Thielen has been a great, a safe floor for you. But uh, Diggs has been up and down this season, so I don't know how his outlook is going to be. Yeah, I'm actually going to take I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the Eagles to win this game, though. So obviously, I'm taking them to cover the spread. Um, this Eagles defense, while it is vulnerable through the air, um, they are the number one run defense in the NFL. Mm. Um, the The league average in terms of yards given up per game is 112 yards per game. The Philadelphia Eagles give up 63 rushing yards per game. Slightly more than half the league average, but still um, almost half. 
But then on top of that, they're giving up 3.2 yards per carry. And we know that this Vikings team wants to run the football. Right. And, um, and so are they going to have success doing that? And is Mike is Mike Zimmer and Kevin Stefanski, um, are they going to be able to trust Kirk Cousins to drop back the amount of times that might be needed to to win this game, um, to attack this Philadelphia to this Philadelphia defense. Um, and the Philadelphia defensive front, they were, I mean, they played the Jets, but they got 10 sacks last week after getting three through the first four weeks of football or whatever it was. So um, I want to see if that's a trend that continues. Are they going to continue to get that, the pass, to continue to put pressure on the passer? Because that we all know that would make Kirk Cousins uncomfortable. Um, but Carson Wentz, I'm starting him. Uh, I, I know this Minnesota defense is, is pretty – is pretty um is pretty formidable, but I think that Carson Wentz he's my number three quarterback on the year. Um, I think he I, th- I think he can get us a top twelve finish in this one. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm not gonna worry about starting Carson Wentz. Um, but I think the biggest question for me is these Vikings receivers. So um, kind of like you alluded to, this matchup is good. So are they gonna take advantage of it? Um, I think Adam Thielen still gonna continue. To, to to get the rock, but Stefan Diggs is the one that I'm really watching. Yeah, um, and talking about the Eagles side, who's going to step up running game-wise? Jordan Howard, he's been balling out uh, the last couple of weeks, so I think, you know, it, he can be a guy for you, but the, the Vikings' rush defense is also good. Um, so, uh, if, if is it going to be the Miles Sanders, Jordan Howard, uh, that conversation? Yeah, I, I think, so the, I, I am afraid of this Vikings matchup, um, I wouldn't start both of these running backs. Obviously, you know they're they're not favored to win this game, um, so that the process probably wouldn't lead you in that direction, like like it did last week. But um, you know, this Vikings while this Vikings defense is pretty good, I still think you know Jordan Howard probably gets in the end zone in this one, so he's probably the one that I would be most inclined to start. Yeah, I agree. Um, Maybe obviously with Darren Sproles being out, I think that's a a slight a slight bump for Miles Sanders in terms of pass game production. So that would be something to watch. Uh, but yeah, it's it's I'm not ex- let's just put it this way: with all the bye weeks, Miles Sanders was in my starting lineup, and I wasn't excited about it. Yeah, so I don't think I'm high on either of the running backs. I would yeah, we'll lean towards Jordan Howard. Um, but if the Eagles are gonna win. Might have to be in this passing game. I think Xavier Rhodes got hurt. Is he is he out? So oh, that's that would definitely be something to look because I think yeah. that would be that would be good for Alshon because, um, I just thinking that Xavier Rhodes and Alshon, you know, similar body types. Right. Alshon's you know six three or six two. Xavier Rhodes is six one. So they're both you know big guys. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a matchup that Xavier Rhodes. Um, doesn't have an advantage in, but he could hold his own more than more than other corners would be able to do. So if he's missing, yeah, might be tough. Um, I don't see anything about him about his availability. Mm. Um, so I think that'd be that would definitely be something to monitor. But are you are you starting on Sean this week, regardless? Uh, I yeah, I think so. If you know Carson Wentz, I, I like him this week a little bit, so I think you can start Alshon. He's Ertz and Alshon are the really the pass catchers to be there for you're just looking for Alshon to get you a nice safe floor of like nine to ten points as your wide receiver too I think yeah it's for me Alshon all of the upside with Alshon comes around the red zone right 
Because when the, when the Eagles get down there, they're not one of those teams where they just run the ball or they just throw the ball. They do a little bit of everything. Um, but the way that they use Alshon is is interesting to me because, you know, typically a guy his size, you think they're just going to throw those goal line fades. But you'll see him, they'll, they'll bring him in, in short motion. They throw they throw a quick screen and, and they, they get his, you know, 215, 220-pound body going forward. So I think Alshon, Alshon scores this week. Um you know, you probably you could book that. So I, uh, Alshon's probably somebody that I would most definitely play, especially if I'm playing Carson Wentz, Zach Ertz. I'm playing him too. Um, what about these auxiliary pieces? You, Nelson Aguilar. No, nah, I'm not. Um, we know not Deshaun even, Jackson's not coming back no, this week. Yeah, no, no, nope, I'm, not doing it. Yeah, no, I'm not touching that. All right, so let's move forward. We've got these four and one Seattle Seahawks traveling to Cleveland to take on the two and three Cleveland Browns. This is a 46 point over under. The Seahawks are one and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got? I got the Seahawks in this game. I really believe more in, in how bad the Browns are. I don't think I don't think I believe in them yet as far as a team. Uh, I have them against the spread as well, the Seahawks. I think they win at least by a field goal in this game. And I'm gonna take the over. Um if you know, if the Browns are gonna be competitive in this game, I think they're gonna have to get put points up on the board. Um really, you know, my eyes are on Adele. We talked about it, uh, comparing him to other receivers out there. Odell has to step up. His his response has to be there. Uh, I really this is the game for me if he's going to be a wide receiver one for the rest of the season. Uh, he's already kind of not that right. Like currently, definitely not that. But as far as your outlook, how you treat him, is he a wide receiver one anymore? Yeah, no. I mean, it sucks because you know we say Odell, 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 but the problem is not Odell. You know, the yeah. problem is that this. Like Baker Mayfield can't accurately throw a ball to Odell off of his back, right? You know, and and he's constantly getting pressured. He's con- and and it's to the point where I, Baker's at the point where he's seeing ghosts. You know, he's seeing pressure that he's escaping from pressure that's not there. Um, and so it, it's it when those things happen, it makes it hard on players like like Odell Beckham, who they're making their money like down the field. But like, why? Why haven't they gotten back to this slant thing? You know, they did that week one. Right. It was just fire slants to Odell. You know, we saw Odell make his money off of those and in, in playing for the playing for the Giants. Mm-hmm. You know, his his sixty one yard touchdown against the Jets or eighty nine yard touchdown against the Jets came off of a slant. So like, <laughs> I don't know why are we? Maybe I just need the Browns to get their stuff together, um, protect Baker. Um, you know, set the protections, get the ball to Odell. I mean, they're, and they tried. They're trying, you know, the rush attempts, the pass attempts. Like, they, they had him throw a ball to Jarvis Landry. That's how involved <laughs> they're trying to get him, you know? So, like, it's not for a lack of effort, but, you know, I traded him away. Um, like I said, I needed to change things on that team. Um, you know, I needed, you know, he's Odell's somebody that still brings some name value. So, you know, people people want to bounce people. And, hey, look, I would, I'm willing to buy Odell on the hopes that he'll buy, that he'll bounce back, but... Um, at this point, I'm not even willing to do that anymore. I was willing to do it two weeks ago. Um, I would need to see signs that things are getting better before I go in that direction. But you have to start him this week. You drafted him for this reason to be your every week wide receiver one. So um, continue to have faith in that while he's on your roster. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Seahawks to cover, taking the Seahawks to win. This um, Seahawks pass rush has been on fire as of late. Uh, they've been really getting after passers lately, so I expect that to continue here, and I don't expect the Brown struggles to stop. So, um, what about Chris Carson? He popped up late with a shoulder injury. Um, 
Are you nervous about his availability potentially? Um, so for a guy like him that's been, you know, had injury history before, uh, that's the case with a lot of the Seattle running backs. I would be a little concerned, but um, I think he's gonna play. If not, um, Rashad Penny definitely would be a, a high, strong RB two for me. Um, the you know the Cleveland defense, rush defense isn't just got lit up by Matt Brietta and Tevin Coleman. So uh, if Carson can't go, Rashad Penny is a good play this week. Yeah, Rashad Penny would definitely be a good play. Um, unfortunately, he also popped up on the injury oh, report man. this week. <laughs> um, oh, man. No, but he he what. He was a full participant in practice, but he was a, he was an addition to the injury report with that hamstring. Um, that he he did have a hamstring earlier in the year, so let's just be mindful of that, guys. Um, you know, something to monitor. It might might come back to bite us. Um, but oh man, did you see Jonathan Hilleman got waved? Yeah, a little off topic. Yep, but he did. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Buck Allen's back. And Buck is back. JJ is still working out with teams too. Yeah, he still hasn't been it. <laughs> Story for another day. But um Yeah, no, but uh Chris Carson, I think, you know, obviously with the injury history, like you were saying, that that's something that would make me nervous. But if you haven't gotten Rashad Penny yet as the Chris Carson owner, just go do yeah, it. That needs like to it's happen. not it's not he's probably sitting on waivers, but if, if he's still on a roster, just go send an offer. Yeah. Like send anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'll trade you Miko Hardman for Rashad Penny. Like, whatever. Something. Anything. Yeah, that's something that I would watch. What about these this this Seattle passing attack, man? Yeah, Tyler Lockett is the man, yo. Tyler Lockett. DJ Mike, DK, Tyler Lockett DK. is the man. <laughs> yeah, is. and DK and DK, <laughs> DK Metcalf. Yeah, what if, I think, so obviously Tyler Lockett, you play him. Mm-hmm. Um, Will Disley, you play yep. him. Uh, DK Metcalf, are you playing him? I I think I am. I think I am as a as a good flex play. Um, I like him. I like his his performance. I, I like where his usage has been. Uh, yeah, he's got some big play activity too. Yeah, no DK Metcalf in this matchup. You know, we talked about it for three weeks now. These Browns corners, they're playing backups at corner. So, um, yeah, I, I would continue to attack them um, as you know best I can. Especially a guy like DK Metcalf, who he does he just needs one play. He does, yeah. You know, all it takes is a is a forty yard, sixty yard touchdown from from Russell Wilson, and it's you know not within the realm of possibility. By the way, we got to we got to shout out our man Russell Wilson, man. Oh, MVP. This dude is he's he's early season MVP candidate. He is absolutely balling right yeah, now. Yeah, he really is, man. Um, and he's not even getting the pass attempts that some people are getting. Um, and he's he's the number one quarterback in fantasy right now. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks are four and one. They're rolling, and it's and it's because of him, and you can't t- you can't convince me otherwise. Yeah, so. no, it's him and Christian McCaffrey. You know, those are those top guys for MVP right now. Yeah, but Russell Wilson. Yeah, you said that that low pass attempt number. That's the wildest stat, I think. Yeah, I think he's got a touchdown rate of over of over nine percent for sure. <laughs> With like thirty uh, pass attempts like, a game, that's crazy. Yeah, it's it's stupid. It's stupid. Um. All right, so moving forward, we've got the zero and five Washington Redskins. Traveling to Miami <laughs> to take on the 0-5 Miami Dolphins, 42-point over-under. Redskins are 3.5-point favorites. So, Greg, in this game with a combined, where the teams are combined 0-10, I absolutely need to know, what do you got? Um, I, Do I have to choose? Uh, so, I'm, I'm just going to go with <laughs> the Redskins, I guess, um, to win the game. Case Keenum should be back, so... Uh, I think they'll find a way to to win the game. New look offense right now, probably. 
Uh, I'm take the Dolphins against the spread, though. I think it's a three-point game. It might even go to overtime. We, we joked about how it might be a tie, so neither team wins. Um, <laughs> zero zero tie. Yeah, zero zero tie. <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna take the, I'm gonna take the over uh, in this game. Really, who I'm looking forward to is who's gonna win the game first of all. And the Redskins uh, under new coach, they fired uh, Jay Gruden. Uh, they hinted to using Adrian Peterson. He's getting a lot of steam coming into this matchup. So I think he's a possible add and a start for you uh, as a, at your flex this week. Um, the new game plan, you know, hints to using him a lot more. Uh, and how will this new offense, well, this new coach impact Scary Terry uh, as far as the, the receiving core? And for the Dolphins side, uh, really Preston Williams or Devontae Adams. That's really who I'm looking at. I'm starting Preston Williams in my flex. I like what has been very safe for you as a, a low end flex um, this year. So uh, I think he's a, he's a good play. Yeah, I uh, I agree with pretty much everything you said there. The I'm taking I'm except I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the over. Um, I'm gonna take the Redskins. No, I'm taking the Dolphins. Sorry, it's okay. I'm taking it's the over. Really and I'm taking, it's a lot I'm of confusion. The, Don't really know. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Dolphins to cover the spread. I'm taking the Dolphins to to win. Um, yeah, Adrian Peterson is getting getting a lot of talk about you know Bill Callahan. Um, if you don't know Bill Callahan, he's a former offensive line coach. He was the the Raiders offensive line coach, and he was the Raiders head coach at one point. He was the Jets offensive line coach for for many years um, when the Jets actually had a really good offensive line. He's a really good offensive line coach. Uh, I will say that he's a, a great offensive line coach. Um, just even when he went to Dallas, he, he helped build that Dallas offensive line that's there right now um, and, you know, now in Washington. But – He's he's very old school, so he's he's like you know very get off my lawn. He wants to run the ball <laughs> thirty five times, um, you know he he doesn't care about yards per attempt and or efficiency. He just wants rush attempts. Um, so you know that being said, this is a this is a turn turn the clock turn the clock back game for AP. We might see vintage AP like that that violent jump cut. Might see him stiff arm somebody, run some people over. I'm yeah, I'm excited to to potentially watch AP in this one. Yeah. Um, and then, but the on the Dolphins side, Preston Williams most definitely. I know you said you're starting him. I'm starting him in another league. Um, you know we've talked about him for for weeks now. Um, I think he's I think he's a better play than Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Devontae Parker caught that touchdown, but last week. Um, I, I, I like Preston Williams over, over, over Devonte Parker. And then on the, what about this Miami Dolphins running game? Not you touching. Looking to start. Nah, I'm not touching. Not touching it. Yeah, I'm not touching that. So, you know, you know me, I mean, I kind of like to delve into the dirtiness and the nastiness <laughs> when nobody else, nobody else wants to. So Kenyon Drake is somebody, I mean, you talked to Teddy. I've been trying to get Kenyon Drake from Teddy. I know. Every weeks. every week, Teddy, <laughs> Teddy's like, well, I don't know what John wants Kenyon Drake for me. He's probably, you're probably giving the confidence of why. He might actually be a, a good sneaky play. No, it, it's if you looked at, I mean, Kay, uh, this was supposed to be Kalen Balaj's backfield. I anticipated that it would be. I was wrong, right? So, but Kenyon Drake's snaps have been trending, and they've been trending. His touches have been trending, um, and he's been getting used. Um, and so I'm, I'm just trying to buy. I'm like running back position. It's scarce. I'm just trying to buy them, especially if I can buy low. I will. Mm-hmm. But now there's talks of, um, of Mark Walton coming coming um into the into the fantasy fray now he's somebody that his snap totals um have gone up so Kalen Balaj 
you know, it, we, we, we make this a lot harder than it has to be, but Kalen Balaj isn't playing. His snaps have gone down. Right. And Kenyon Drake's snaps didn't go up. So that means somebody else has taken those snaps. So as fantasy owners, we kind of got to be privy to, to who that is. And so that, that person here is Mark Walton. Um, if you don't know Mark Walton, he was a draft pick of the Cincinnati Bengals thing last year. He was cut. Um, he was cut actually in I think midseason because he was arrested for a DUI or some off-field issue. Uh, he ended up on the on the Dolphins practice squad. Um, he's now on the Dolphins active roster, and they've been playing. He's been getting some some run the last two weeks, so he might be somebody to watch. You know, the bye weeks is where teams they go, they self scout, they reevaluate things. Um, that's where you'll see you'll you'll see a lot of a lot of changes if any changes are made is after a bye week. So maybe this is something where Mark Walton gets some touches. Um, you know, I'm not saying to go out and start him, but I might I might add, I might speculatively add him um, ahead of Sunday's games if I have the roster spot to do it. Because again, you have to drop somebody to pick to pick him up. So something interesting. But what about the receiver position on the other side? Scary Terry. I know. It's, uh, Are you starting him? I'm getting a little scary about Scary Terry. Scary. Uh, so Chris Keenum is back. So I like that a lot. So I think I'm gonna still be starting him. But you know, you talked about. The new coach, new interim coach. How is the game plan going to change? So, I think I would take a chance. If you're desperate, it's you know the bye weeks. You said it. I'm a, I'm gonna start him as a flex play. I think scary Terry this week. Uh, but I do like the positive signs. Casey and being back, they had a lot of good chemistry uh, in the early weeks together. So that's good. Yeah, I think I'm gonna start scary Terry. He's just been he's been as safe as safe can be in fantasy. Yep. Um, I think. Last week, I heard this on the Fantasy Footballers podcast, so shout out to them for this one. But um, last week he got he was he got fifty one receiving yards against Stephon Gilmore, um, which you know isn't a lot, but it's the second time in two seasons that um, Stephon Gilmore in shadow coverage led up more than fifty receiving yards, and that's what a third string quarterback too. Yeah, that was with a third string quarterback, and I, this is a rookie wide receiver. Um, Stephon Gilmore is one of the best corners in the league. We saw him make plays on Thursday night football. Um, and you know, so he's been doing well, bad situations. You look at the, you know, we talked the Chicago matchup. He performed well then, um, in what was supposed to be a bad matchup too. So, you know, are we at the point where scary Terry might be matchup proof? Um, yes. Uh, as with those numbers, I think so. You know, first receiver to start his, uh, first three games with the five for 50 mark rookie wide receiver, um yeah in cases back yeah i'm playing him yeah i think he's he brings the 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 nice steady combination of a floor with some upside right terry mclaurin definitely has upside we saw that week one definitely um you know we've seen that him you know have some good fantasy outings catching touchdowns and whatnot so um you know five for 50 is a is a is a is a decent day and a half point ppr that's seven and a half points um but then you get that touchdown and now we're now we're talking about 13 and a half points so um yeah, I, I would start Scary Terry this week, but he's the only other Washington Redskin I'm starting. What about Chris Thompson? How do you feel about that? About him going forward? Um, so I'm I'm a, not as high on him just because Adrian Peterson has been in a lot of talk. Um, we don't know if this coach is going to be a liar or not. So I'm gonna take I'm gonna give him benefit of the doubt and say this is a, a AP over Tevin, um, over Chris Thompson game. Yeah, I'm I've I've been on Chris Thompson all year. Uh, like I said, he was part of that Odell trade that I made. Um, and the reason was that is I'm, I don't, 
I'm unsure of his value going forward because if this offense does become an offense where they do want to, because this isn't going to be Jay Gruden's offense anymore. Um, you know, we're, you know, we saw Chris Thompson have a lot of success in this offense. Um, maybe they still do some of those things, but I'm not, I'm not going to bet on it, especially after the coach came out saying he wants to run the ball more. Um, and that's, and we all know that's not where Chris Thompson makes his money. So, yeah, I'm 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 a little bit lower on Chris Thompson than I than I was mm-hmm. previously, but I think we spent enough time on this game. Unless there's something else you want to add, nah, we we can move on. All right. Oh, Vernon Davis isn't playing, so Jeremy Sprinkle potentially oh, yeah, Jeremy on the Sprinkle radar. Sneak, sneaky play, sneaky play. But um, yeah, you could go there if you need help at tight end. But moving forward, we got the four o'clock games matchups get interesting. We got the one and four Atlanta Falcons taking on the. Going to Arizona, take on the one three and one Arizona Cardinals. This is a fifty-two point over under. The Atlanta Falcons are two and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got for two teams that are combined two wins? This is a very entertaining game. I think that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna take the Cardinals to win actually um, at home. I'm gonna take them to cover the spread as well. I think they you know get it done by a field goal, and I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the over. I like how they play last week against the Bengals. Uh, I like what they were they were doing. Um, this is de- definitely sh- screaming shootout. Um, a lot of two bad defenses, two you know good hot quarterbacks as far as fantasy wise. Uh, and really, I'm only looking at you know all the stars. I think you should play Julio, really. Uh, Devontae Freeman's been playing well, and as far as the Cardinals, Larry Fitzgerald, I like Muhammad a lot. Sanu. Muhammad Sanu as well. You know the Cardinals <laughs> are horrible against slot receivers, so that's a, a good play for him. Uh, I'm really looking at David Johnson's status. You know, he's going to be a game-time decision. Uh, I think he's going to play. But if you're, you know, if he can't go, definitely keep Chase Simmons in that back burner. Keep him in mind. Um, so, yeah, that's that's about it. But you're starting all these guys. It's going to be a good a good game. Hopefully a great shootout. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. I'm taking the cards. I'm taking the cards against the spread and the, the win, obviously. So, um, yeah, no, man, this is going to be a good one. Like you said, Two teams with a combined two wins. Um, this is, but for the, all that being said, this is a great matchup. You know, both these defenses are absolutely terrible. Asuda. We've been telling you guys since since September that this Arizona defense is bad. <laughs> and we've been telling you guys for weeks now this Atlanta defense was going to be bad. Yep. And guess what? This Atlanta defense just got worse because Desmond <laughs> Trufant, he is out this weekend. With a toe injury. So that's their best corner. And they couldn't do anything against receivers. So what are they going to do now? I don't know. Um, so Larry Fitzgerald, um, Christian Kirk, he's somebody, that he, his availability is still, still up in the air. Um, I know he's been getting some practice in this week, but is he somebody, Is he going to play this week, Greg? What are you thinking there? Um, yeah, he's been up and down this week. Um, I'm, I'm hoping he plays, but if he doesn't, uh, you know, Demiri Bird, I think, should get some momentum. Uh I think at the end of the day, though, he, he's, they're going to put him out. Yeah, he's, he's headed for a game-time decision, it says, but he's listed as questionable. So, um, he I mean, he, he did practice in the week. I, I don't know what the – he was limited at practice on Wednesday. Um, you know, I don't know if he, if he ended up getting a full practice in, but, um, you know, he's somebody that if he's playing, I'm going to play him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely have a contingency plan ready in the event that he is he is made an inactive because this game is at four o'clock. Um, but yeah, like you said, the David Johnson is interesting. Uh, Chase Edmonds he would he would, you know slides into a workhorse role. Yep. I think that he's somebody that 
you know, even in, um, you know, a lot of people maybe maybe might not know Chase Edmonds, but he's an explosive player. He's, he's he had a touchdown last week. He's somebody that has um, RB one upside in a plug and play matchup against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Devontae Freeman? He's somebody that has disappointed fantasy owners, but he's he's had a couple bounce back games now to this point. Is he somebody that you're you're starting this week for sure? Yeah, he's he's been up and down, but I think I got to roll him out there as a, a strong RB two this week. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that assessment as well. All right, let's move forward. This game is game's just getting more exciting by the minute. We got the San Francisco 49ers, 4 0 mm. San Francisco 49ers, traveling to LA to take on Sean McVay and the LA Rams, the 3 2 LA Rams. This is a 45.5 point over under. The Rams are three point favorites. Greg, what do you got, man? I'm a believer, man. I'm going to go with the 49ers. I like this team. I like where they're going. I like how they have the best rushing offense in the league. Uh, I'm going to go with them against the spread as well because I have them winning. Yeah, I'm going to take the under in this game. I think if they're going to win, they're going to keep it under that 50.5 mark. Um, but if they're going to win, they're going to have to throw the ball a little more. So I think Jimmy G's a, a sneaky good play this week uh, against a, a vulnerable L.A. Rams defense. Um, and, I'm you know, Matt Brietta, Tevin Coleman, the, the usage was great last week against the Browns. I think they continue to play very well. Matt Brietta is a, as a as a good RB2 and Tevin Coleman as a flex play. So I think you can start both of these guys. Uh, and for the Rams side, you know, the, the three receivers, Cooks looks like he's going to play um, off that concussion protocol. Uh, and But uh, Cooper Cup starting him for sure. Robert Woods is starting him. Um, and yeah, Ty Gurley, you know, you talked about your concerns for him. Uh, he's probably pretty doubtful this week. Yeah, Ty Gurley's officially listed as doubtful. Um, but, you know, before I do that, I'm with you on the Niners, obviously. Um, we've been pounding the drum for the Niners, um, but... I'm, yeah, I'm taking the over. I'm taking the Niners to cover. I'm taking the Niners to win. But Todd Gurley, he's officially listed as doubtful in this one. Um, so that's concerning in terms of his availability. I'm assuming he's not going to play. So uh, Malcolm Brown, if he was made available somehow, the Todd Gurley owner might have dropped him. Um, you know, I know I was a Todd Gurley owner and I dropped him. Luckily, I was able to, to scoop him back up. But um, you get you get Malcolm Brown if you can. Um Daryl Henderson is somebody that is getting he's getting picked up, but he's someone for me. If this Todd Gurley issue is long term, then Daryl Henderson's somebody that I'd be interested in. If this Todd Gurley injury is just a week, like a one week or two week issue, then I'm I'm gonna I'm just gonna roll out Malcolm Brown and just stick with that. But um, yeah, this this Ram this Niners defense is legit. They are top five in terms of sack percentage. We saw them give Baker everything he could handle and some. Um, so that was that was great to see uh, from that, especially because you know we were telling everybody to go go after those Niners. You know, go get those go get that Niners defense. Yep. Um, you know, while you could while they were on by, but you know this this Rams this Rams offense they they're pretty low in sack percentage, but Jared Goff gets pressured a ton. So I expect this um, this Niners defense to get after Jared Goff. This game is at home, and you know you've talked about it before. Jared Goff and these home road splits um, they haven't been as prevalent this year. Uh, maybe that has to do more with the matchups. Um, but there is, a, if you look at his games, there is a difference. Um, it's just not as bad as it was last year. Um, but you know this game is at home for him, so. 
This is, I don't know, this is interesting. I, like, Jared Goff in a game with no Todd Gurley, I think they might lean on him a little bit more. But, you know, as we saw last year, maybe that's not the case because C.J. Anderson came in last year and he assumed the, the backfield role. So I guess the question for you is where does Malcolm Brown, you know, how does he slide in in terms of, uh, you know, running backs on the week? Like, where do you see him potentially finishing? Is RB1, is he a top 24, a top 24 back for sure, right? But is he a top 12 play? I, I'm a believer in this 49ers defense, so I, I think he's more like a running back three, honestly. No, I think I think if it, yeah, just based off production, of, if we're if we're going to go off, you know, yardage and, and, you know, catches and things like that, I think that's fine. But I think it's within the realm of within the realm of possibility that you know Malcolm Brown, you know, gets a goal line carry, right. two goal line carries, you know, and if he converts both of those, then you know that's a completely different day. True. We don't we don't even care about the yardage. Yeah. So, I do think that's possible. I think maybe he gets a touchdown this week. Um, I don't see th- this Niners defense is good, but I don't think they shut out the Rams for four quarters. Um, so I think I think for me Malcolm Brown. Uh, he he definitely slides into he definitely slides into the top twenty four. I am a little I'm not as bullish to put him into the top twelve, um, but maybe he slides in the top fifteen or top sixteen. But um, anything else on this on this game on the Niners side? I know you you said Brita Coleman. If you have them both, um, which I know you do in Dynasty, but Dynasty is a little bit different. But and the League of Shorten people have, too. If you ha- yeah. Oh, yeah. So are you starting them both? So I had them both coming into the week. I was pretty confident. Um, I just made a trade for Curtis Samuel, too. So it's right, right now it's coming between Curtis Samuel or Tevin Coleman to start both uh, in that flex play. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just weird because, like, instinctually you're like, I can't start them both. Like, that's suboptimal, right? But we're recommending that if you have one, you play bo- you play them. Right. So if you have both. Then you should play. Yeah, <laughs> if this is only the case for probably like a top five running offense, which the 49ers are for sure. Um, they put up mm-hmm. to like over two fifty last week running. So I, I think you got you got to start both. Yeah, I think you start both, uh, and I agree with you on the Jimmy G thing. I think Jimmy G is definitely playable. This matchup is beatable. This is a game over under is not that high, but you know they it should be a high scoring affair. So. I like Jimmy G this week. Um, outside of George Kittle, which passing option are you looking to pair him with, if if any? <laughs> Not really none. The Marquis Goodwin was tops as far as usage, and that mm-hmm. wasn't a lot even. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, George Kittle, is the guy. Um, I did say Jimmy G. If they're gonna win, they got they're gonna have to pass the ball a little more. So, Marquis Goodwin is really the the who I'm keeping an eye on. All right. Well, that's. That's fair. I, I agree with that too. Marquis Goodwin. I, I really wanted it to be Debo Samuel after what we saw for the first couple of weeks, yeah. but kind of like what we said going into the Monday night game is it. It could be a little bit tricky trying to figure out what's going on. Okay, so moving forward, we've got the two and three Dallas Cowboys traveling to MetLife to take on the zero and four New York Jets. This is a forty-five point over/under. Cowboys are seven-point favorites. Greg. What do you got? I have the Cowboys in this game. I'm also taking the Cowboys against the spread, and I'm I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under in this game though. Uh, I'm have very happy Sam is back. We talk about his uh, impact to all the skill positions on the Jets: Crowder, Le'Veon Bell, Robbie Anderson as a, a emergency play. Um, you know, no Chris Her- is Chris Herndon playing this week? He's not. He's he's. This is a multiple week injury for Chris Herndon, okay. so he'll probably be out this week and next week. All right, so yeah, Chris Herndon is not in. So yeah, that just brings up the impact for I think to Crowder uh, as far in the middle of the field 
uh, and Le'Veon Bell, especially on the Cowboys side. You know, starting your Dak, starting Zeke, you're starting Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Uh, I think those are the guys you're keeping an eye on. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm going to take the over on this one. I'm going to take the Jets against the spread. I'm going to take the Cowboys to win. Um, I was a kind of saying that this is a this is a game where the, the Jets kind of match up well with the Cowboys in terms of, of what they want to do offensively in terms of the run game. The receivers, you know, we can't cover them, um, you know, man-to-man, one-on-one for the, for the whole game. But uh, I think we can contain them, which – is where I think the Jets cover the spread in this one. The, but the big story for me here is, is Sam Darnold coming back. Um, you know, that's huge mm-hmm. for this, not just this Jets offense, but this Jets team. The morale's been down. And so, he, you know, him being back, this you know, it brings a lot of energy back to the players. So th- that's exciting. Um, I think this is a boost, obviously, for Lev Bell. Uh, Jamison Crowder, like you said, no Chris Herndon. So those targets are there in the middle of the field. And, you know, we saw him get 17 targets in week one. Yep. Um, so... You know, that's something that we are expect to continue. Uh, Robbie Anderson, he's somebody that if you need some boom, um, you know, you could probably get it from other places. But I know for me, he's a contingency plan for me just because of the time of the game. They play at 425. Um, and so that's pretty late compared to all the other earlier games. Um, and, and so if Tyreek Hill and Hollywood are both sitting, I have to start Robbie Anderson. And he's somebody I'm comfortable doing it. Um, you know, Sam Darnold, him and Sam Darnold have a connection. We weren't able to see that week one, but we, as we know now, Sam Darnold wasn't fully himself. So um, I would, if you need some boom, you need a big play, um, you know, you're projected to lose. Uh, Robbie Anderson might not be that bad of a way to go. And then, like you said, on the Cowboys side, it's it's all Zeke, uh, Michael Gallup, and Amari Cooper for yeah. me. Um, there's no, Randall Cobb might not play in this one, so that's probably more targets for for those two guys, um, probably more targets for Zeke also too. So, some definitely something to watch from that. End. Yeah, we're still waiting for the um, the monster game from Zeke, really. Yeah, we are, man. And and uh, it's funny. I was talking to Joe about it the other day because you know she's like, I, I need Zeke to have that good game. You know, he hasn't done anything for me. And it's like if you take that game against Miami and you take that touchdown that Tony Pollard had and you give it to Zeke, Zeke has a much better day. Right. You know and. Tony Pollard, I think he's banged up, so you know we'll probably see less of him. Cowboys are coming off two straight losses. Um, did I say they're two and three? The Cowboys are three and two. They're three and two. Okay. Um, they're they're coming off two straight losses, so they are um, they they need to get a win, and the way to do that is to feed Zeke. But like I said, this could be. A game where the Jets, in the, the the strength of them, the Jets' strength on defense is is in the defensive line. It's in the front seven, so um, it's a possibility that um, you know they they contain him. Maybe he doesn't have that breakout game, but maybe he gets in the end zone one or two times to help give you that point production. Mm-hmm. But yep, that's all we need to cover on this game. I will be in the house for it, so hopefully the Jets can get can get me a win. My dad will see the Jets win for go. the first time live, so hopefully that'll be good. Um, all right, let's move forward. We've got the two and three Tennessee Titans traveling to Denver to take on the one and four Denver Broncos. This is a 41 point over under. The Broncos are two and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? I have the Titans in this game. Um, also, I have the Titans against the spread. Uh, this game screaming under to me. Um, if one, the Titans are playing, <laughs> and uh, just oh, let me, yeah, I was gonna say, let me guess the Titans, yeah, yeah, the Titans are in it. So, uh, I'm uh, definitely taking the under in this game. Uh, as far as 
both sides. Um, on the Denver side, uh, Corlin Sutton. Are we a Corlin Sutton believer? Because I think I am. I think he's been performing. I'm a Corlin Sutton believer. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, he's been doing pretty well uh, coming into this year, uh, getting that breakout year that we wanted to see from a early receiver. Um, so uh, I like him on the Titan side. Um, really, still, I'm, I'm not liking the matchup yet for AJ Brown or Corey Davis yet. Uh, or Marcus Mariota, so uh, really the only maybe startable guy is Derrick Henry, I think. Yeah, for me, I'm gonna take the under. Um, this is a this is a tough game to pick, man, because these two these two teams they're evenly matched. Right. They they play similar style of football. Obviously, Tennessee's got the better record here, um, but you know this Broncos team they've been playing better the last two weeks. They finally got their first win last week um, against the Chargers, their division rival. So, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm going to take the under here. Like you said, the Titans are in it, so I'm taking the under. I'm taking the Broncos, though. I'm taking them to win. I've been waiting for this Broncos team to kind of pick it up, um, and I think they're starting to do that. So, um, yeah, I know you you talked about A.J. Brown and, and Corey Davis, um, but as long as Marcus Mariota is the quarterback, I do not feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel comfortable. I don't I don't want to tie myself to Marcus Mariota, um, let alone Joe Flacco. But Cortland Sutton's been balling, man. Yes. He's you know, he had a touchdown last week. He had two the week before. I, I, I talked about it. I think uh, not last week, but the the week four the week four preview. Um, you know, my brother's been on me about Cortland Sutton all summer. Um, I was a Cortland Sutton believer last year, just not a Joe Flacco believer. But Cortland Sutton still getting it done. Um, yeah, so I think he's somebody that he's flex worthy every week. I think you know. I agree. Um, just just based off the touchdown upside that he has. Uh, and then he's he's sharing the uh, the the number one receiver title with Emmanuel Sanders. You know they're getting equal targets in this offense. Um, so yeah, I think Cortland Sutton is somebody that you can if the matchup's good or you know you need a flex play. Like I think you could do worse than Cortland Sutton for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, what about these What about these Broncos running backs though? Philip Lindsay he's been he's been hot lately, yes. man. Yeah, um, you're right. He's been he's been coming on lately. Um, you know, Royce Freeman and him still splitting the touches 50-50, but, um, you know, Phillip Lindsay, he's making the most with them. You know, obviously he brings that upside in the pass game as well. So is you starting you starting him this yeah, week? Yeah, and definitely, right? uh, you know, he, the similar production. I mean, not similar production, similar usage, but production-wise, Phillip Lindsay's dominating that. Uh, I'm starting him. I have him in one of my leagues. I think he's a strong RB2 this week. Okay, yeah, I agree with that as well. What about Royce Freeman though? Because you know you have you might have Royce Freeman. You might be in a Royce Freeman owner. You can't drop him, but no, you, know, you, you don't know when when to start him. Really, I don't think this is the game. I, even though I said Philip Lindsay is strong RB two, this Titans defense isn't bad. I think they're a solid team. Um, I think yeah, if they're gonna shut down as far as uh, rushing, um, they're gonna do that. And pass catching Philip Lindsay, I think exposes them a little more. So I wouldn't start Royce this week. Okay, and then Derrick Henry, we're starting him, right? Yeah, we're starting Derrick Henry. Okay. All right, so let's move forward. We've got the Sunday night game. This is 8-20 Sunday night. 1-4 Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to L.A. to take on the 2-3 and three L.A. Chargers. This is a 41.5 point over-under. The Steelers are – the Chargers are six-point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? I'm definitely – I'm taking the Chargers in this game. I'm taking the Chargers against the spread. Uh, but I'm going to take the over – I mean, under in this game. Um 
wish they can flex that Texans Chiefs game right to the Sunday night game. I know they are able to do that at this point, but I don't know why they didn't. <laughs> uh, well, the moment Ben went down, they should have started doing thinking about that. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm looking on the Chargers side, Melvin Gordon. I expect his uses to increase this week. Um, how's that again? How's that going to keep impacting Austin Eckler? I still think this man is a, a great flex play, though. Austin Eckler got like 15 targets and 15 catches last week. So that's in a half mm-hmm. in a PPR league. That's money right there. It's a good floor. So I think you you know you can start both these guys. Uh, and for the you know Steelers side, um, I'm not really excited about anybody except maybe James Conner, um, especially with uh, the the quarterback situation. Um, Deontay Johnson and Juju. I'm just I'm ho- holding off on them a little bit. I'm starting Juju, but Deontay Johnson. I'm I'm back and forth for him as far as a, a flex play this week, only because the quarterback situation. Um, yeah, the MVP in this team would probably be the Chargers defense. Yeah, I mean, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the under here. I'm gonna take the Chargers to cover the spread. I'm taking the Chargers to win. Uh, I think this game probably might be a little bit cl- not closer, but I think. The game will be closer, but the the final score probably won't show that. Um, you know, this Steelers defense is actually they've been really good lately, yeah. man. Um, and and they're part of the reason why this this Steelers uh, the Steelers team has been able to, been able to stay in some of these games. Um, so I I I, I expect them to give Philip Rivers some trouble on Sunday. Um, but like you said, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, I think they're both playable. Um, I still like Austin Eckler. Uh, like you said, we saw get 15, 15 catches last week on 16 targets. Um, I, th- I think, I don't think he's going to get that every week, but I think he'll get, you know, he'll approach that eight to nine target number. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Melvin Gordon, the usage with him, that's going to be interesting to watch going forward. Um, Keenan Allen, I'm, I'm hoping this is a bounce back game for Keenan Allen. Facts. Um, you know, he, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm hoping it's a bounce back game for Keenan Allen. I mean, the Steelers historically have been bad against slot receivers. It seems that they've gotten better at that. Um, I don't know, you know, the D coordinator Keith Butler. I don't know if he's changed his scheme or they changed how they defend it. But you know, the Steelers defense, like we said, is on fire right now. So I actually wouldn't mind starting them in a matchup like this. Um, you know, because they do get a lot of sacks. Uh, another thing to watch is the center for the LA Chargers, Marquise Pouncey. Um, he was put on IR, uh, and that's that's huge for their run game um, and their screen game because Marquise Pouncey, um, he's he's used a is it Marquise or Mike? They're twins. There's twins, and one <laughs> of them plays for the Steelers. One plays for the Chargers. And yeah, that's how that's funny. They're playing each other. Okay, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, for, I I don't know which one is which, but he's on IR, so uh, I guess they're not playing each other. Um, but he's on IR, so I, I think that if, I think that negatively impacts this this Chargers uh, run game, but um, hopefully not by much, not to the point where I'm, I'm it's gonna make me sit any of these guys. Um, but I to the Steelers defense though, I think this is a team that we can speculative not speculatively add, but you know we want to be smart about um, we want to be smart about. Uh, how we use our fab and picking up defenses, and if we're or if we're somebody that's streaming a defense, um, then you know we we kind of want to be a week ahead of some things, right? So uh, if if during if through Sunday, you know you've got an extra spot on your bench, and you know somebody somebody um, underperformed, or maybe you were you were stashing someone, um, 
you know, you need a defense. You can go pick your de- you can go pick up Pittsburgh because they got some good matchups coming up. I know they play they play Miami, um, not next week, but I believe the week after. So um, they've got some good matchups ahead, and you could scoop them up on Sunday night. So that's just something to watch. But anything else you want to add on this matchup? I know you said you said Deontay Johnson. You don't want to. You don't. You don't know if you could trust him. Juju. I'm afraid to start Juju this week. If I have a better option, I'm going to go that route. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to flex Deontay Johnson with with De- Dev- Devlin Hodges. Yeah, Devlin, Devlin Hodges, Hodges starting. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I'm yeah, not going to start I don't, Deontay. Um, I'm not going to start. What about Vance? I know. I know we're starting him because we kind of have no other choice. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, is he somebody um, that you would recommend to other people to start? I don't think so. We were looking at the the waiver wire. I think you know Sprinkle might be a little maybe better play, and also you know No Font is also there. Um, so yeah, it's it's gonna be a little tough. Oh, Hunter Henry's practicing though, so you know that's you know to look down mm-hmm. the line. I think got to keep an eye on him. Yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. If uh, Hunter Henry is coming back anytime soon, um, and you need help at tight end, maybe you haven't let OJ Howard go yet. Um, you you could scoop up Hunter Henry on the low and just and just sit and wait till he comes back. Yeah. All right, so moving forward, we've got the two two and one Detroit Lions traveling to Green Bay to take on the four and one Green Bay Packers. This is the Monday night game at 815, 45 point over under. Packers are four and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got? I'm going with the Packers here. Uh I'm going with the you know the Lions to cover the spread. They played the Chiefs really well um before the bye. So I'm I'm gonna keep get them to cover the spread. I think it's a three point game. Uh and I'm gonna take the under. I think this Lions defense is for real. Um, so, uh, but I'm still taking Aaron Rodgers at home. Um, it really, I'm looking at, you know, the the Lions are back off this bye. So, Kerryon Johnson, I think he's startable. I think uh, Kenny Galladay uh, is startable. Marvin Jones, I'm not as sure. This Packers defense secondary is still uh, one of the one of the tops in the league. So, it, it might be tough. But Michael Gallup did do well as the secondary uh, receiver um, against the Packers. So, that might be interesting to look at. Um, and on the Packers side, um, no Devontae. It's looking like he's doubtful for this game. Uh, I'm not confident in either the receivers for the Packers, MBS or Geronimo Allison. I think this is a Aaron Jones game if they're going to win again. Yeah, so I'm going to take I'm going to take the under here. I'm going to take the Packers against the spread, taking the Packers to win. Um, like you were saying. Um, I I'm, I want to see if Aaron Jones is going to continue to 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 have this backfield. Jamal Williams himself. is back. <laughs> Jamal Williams practiced fully, so that's terrible news <laughs> for for uh, for Aaron Jones owners everywhere. Um, the thing that's you know we talked about a little bit off air, um, so I'm going to ask you here. I'm going to put you on the spot. Is Aaron Jones is Aaron Rodgers in a must start every week? Um, at first, you know, and specifically this week. Yeah, at first I was ready to jump on and be like, "Of course, it's Aaron Rodgers." But you know, looking at the numbers, looking at how I feel about Gardner Minshew as like a consistent play, that's someone that can do well for you. I think you know, someone like guy like him, I would start over Aaron Rodgers this week and probably going forward. Um, it's one of those things where you gotta player A and player B. You gotta take the name away. Aaron Rodgers is. Besides that, the Eagles game, which we, you know, we knew he would bounce back and do well, and uh, Aaron, Aaron Jones is just taking over this offense. And if they're gonna win games with their defense and their rushing, I think that's a better formula than getting Rodgers the high volume and a lot of points. 
Yeah, man. I like we like we were saying, Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, he's we're we're in week six now, so he's played five games. Four of them, he's finished outside the top eighteen. So, um, that's not QB one. Nope. That's like, you know, a, a top half of a QB two. Yep. And yeah. so, um, and and most leagues aren't two quarterback leagues. Yep. So, um, you know, I said it. I said it in week. I said it in week two going into the matchup. Um, obviously going going into that matchup probably wasn't the time to say it because I I, uh, I got I caught a lot of flack for it afterwards. Um, but. I was saying then, hey, you know, you might be better off getting rid of Aaron Rodgers because you you're going to be tempted to start him every week mm-hmm. because he's Aaron Rodgers, and and that's why I don't subscribe to drafting quarterbacks early because if you do end up in a situation like this, it's going to be harder and harder to remove yourself from it because you're like you said you, you're tied to that name, and we, but sometimes we just got to take the name away from it. We just got to look at the numbers and and what they're telling us, uh, and you know everything that we've. We've seen through six weeks is telling us that Aaron Rodgers isn't a isn't a QB especially without Devontae. If I could have maybe tried to make an argument with Devontae, but if he's doubtful to play, I don't see him having that chemistry with the other two receivers. Yeah, and and that's the thing. That's another thing, right? No Devontae Adams, um, you know, with no, with no Devontae Adams, it's 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 like it makes it harder to to want to play yeah. him, like you said. So, um. Yeah, man, it's 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 tough. It's it's really tough. Um, but you know, other than that, you know, I know you said that you're not excited about these receivers, but are you you starting any of them? MVS? Are you gonna you know hold out hope that Devontae might play? Um, uh, yeah, I'm keeping an eye on Devontae. If he does play, I'm playing him. But other than that, I'm I'm not touching MVS or Geronimo. I think if you really are desperate at flex, maybe, but. Uh, the MVS is his ample opportunity to blow up and take over this this core, but he hasn't. Yeah, I I know it's unfortunate, and the thing that sucks too, or not sucks, it's good for Green Bay is that they're they're winning. Yeah. When they when they when they run the ball like this, mm-hmm. they're winning when Aaron Rodgers isn't throwing the ball forty fifty times, and you know we can say all we want, but you know as long as they keep winning, they're not going to change. So. I think as fantasy owners, we have to come to a point where we're like, okay, this is what, you know, you know, it's, we, we always say that week one and week two is so hard because you don't know what you don't know. But now we kind of know what we know. Yeah. Um, Aaron yeah. Rodgers is going to yell at Malafloor or he wants, but if they're four and one, I don't know. Yeah. It's not much you could do. <laughs> Look, when, when the Green Bay Packers are four and one and Aaron Rodgers is, is yelling, is yelling at, at um, Matt LaFleur on the sideline, he just looks like a jerk. Yeah. Right. But if they're one and four and he's yelling at Matt LaFleur on the sideline, we're all like, yeah, you yell at Matt LaFleur. Word, right. <laughs> yeah, go get him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's all a matter of perspective. And it just it sucks for Aaron Rodgers because I, I, I imagine that he's he probably, you know, he he was he knows the type of player that he is or that he he once was and he's capable of being. So, um, you know, that's got to be frustrating for him. But, you know, team first, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, all right. Anything else you want to, uh, your, oh man, no, we didn't even talk about, we didn't got it. We got to give you guys some love, man. Your breakout carry on. Um, you know, he had a, a, a pretty good game in the last one against the Chiefs. Uh, I think he came out with 16 points and a half point PPR. Um, he, he did lose a fumble too. So, you know, gave up on a goal line. That was goal line. Word. So, like a, that monster day. Yeah. So that's like an eight point swing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so 
Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about him in this match? I like him. Um, the only thing is, just, it's tough because I, I can't ever see Carrion having a great game as well as the past, like Galladay having a good game. They can't have a great game both the both of them at the same time. So it's really like who, which match, like how they're going to play the matchup. Packers secondary is better, so and their rush defense is trash. So I think Carrion is in a, a great spot this week. Yeah, I think Carrion's an absolute smash spot this week, um, for sure. This Green Bay defense, like we talk about all the time, they can't stop the run. Um, and, you know, I don't think they're going to be able to bully Dallas like they – like they. Um, I don't think they're going to be able to bully Detroit on the offensive line like they were able to bully Dallas. Yeah. Um, so I think they can, they'll can. they be able to run the ball. I do think that Kenny, uh, Kenny Galladay and Carrion could be both useful together. Um, because if you look at it, these offenses are running through those two players. Mm-hmm. So if you just imagine that if Carrion has a 100-yard day, you know, it's within the realm of possibility Kenny G could have a 100-yard day. And, you know, if you have them both, it's not really a bad thing because, you know, you, you the question is now who's the what's the matchup? So, like you said, the Green Bay defense, they're pretty good against the pass. They've got good corners. Um but Kenny G, he's you know Matt Matt Stafford throws the ball down the field at one of the highest rates yeah. in football, right. um, and so you know those are money shots, man, and, and and those those balls are going to Kenny G. So uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta throw Kenny G out there every chance you get, yeah. man. All right, so any anything else on this matchup? No, Jimmy Graham, right? Starting him, yeah, starting Jimmy Graham, especially with the tight end trouble and buys this week. But other than that, yeah, I think I think we're good. I think we're ready to. Money time gives you starts of the week. Yes, sir. So let's get right to it. So, Greg, I must ask you, your QB start of the week this week is? I'm going with Matty Ice. Matt Ryan this week coming off a really great week against the Texans. Um, but, you know, in catch-up mode, uh, the Texans, he has to be in games like this all the time because of how bad the Atlanta defense is. Going against the Cardinals this week in a very sneaky, you know, we think this is going to be a, a good shootout this week. He leads the team. Uh, no, the Falcons lead the team. Uh, lead the league in team pass plays per game. So they're throwing the ball a lot. He's second in pass attempts per game, uh, and and he's top five in deep ball t- attempts. So Matt Ryan's been throwing it a lot this year. He's been throwing it far, uh, and the Cardinals third worst against QBs in fantasy. So I like Matty Ice. Matt Ryan's going to get you three touchdowns this week. Let's go. Ooh, I love it. And you know what? I'm gonna jump on that one, but I'm gonna jump on the other side. I'm taking a guy we've picked. Multiple times is our QB start of the week between the two of us. That's Kyler Murray mm-hmm. in the same matchup. Kyler Murray's been turning it on lately. He's We've been getting that rushing production that we've talked about. But Kyler Murray's been getting you a steady floor every week. You know, every single week he's getting he's bringing you that steady floor. But this this week we need that ceiling. We saw this we saw a glimpse of the ceiling last yep. week in a in a good matchup against Cincinnati. Well, he gets an even better matchup this week, in my opinion, against the Atlanta Falcons, who cannot stop a nosebleed. We saw <laughs> we saw Deshaun Watson, who was who was my start of the week last week against this Atlanta defense. I expect Kyler Murray to kill it this week. And just a note on Kyler Murray, guys. Um, Kyler Murray right now. So the NFL league average in terms of touchdown percent in terms of touchdown rate is 4.4%. So Kyler Murray's touchdown rate is 2% or two and a, it's at exactly 2%. Um, so he's less than, he's half the, the league average. So if he can just approach the league average, there's got to be some positive regression coming in the touchdown department. So some big games are coming. I think this is one of them. So Kyler Murray, start of the week, start him up. Greg, who's your wide receiver starter? 
Oh, I, I switched it up again. I, we'll keep it this way. Wide receiver start of the week, Greg. Who is it? Yeah, the guy Kyler Murray is going to be throwing the ball to the most, Larry Fitz. I'm taking Larry Fitzgerald against this trash Atlanta Falcons defense. He's six in total targets, averaging 8.8 .8 a game. He's in a top five pace offense, um, and you expect it, again, to be a shootout. He's averaging 15.4 fantasy points per game. That's good for wide receiver 24. He's literally like the wide receiver two you need, consistent, um, but he's doing pretty well this year, and I think he, he goes for that boom this week. He gets you a top 12 performance at wide receiver. Oof. Yeah, no, gotta love it. Hey, but yo, I think this is a trend between us because I'm going again, same matchup, but I'm going on the other side. Mm -hmm. Just call this the reverse stack. I got your guy, Julio Jones, going this week against Arizona Cardinals. Greg, do you know who the Arizona Cardinals corners are? I nah, no. neither do I. It doesn't matter. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter. They can't guard Julio. I don't care how many of them they got. They could put 13 guys on the field. Julio's not going to be stopped. You know, we were talking about the, the wide receiver panic panic level um you know we and julio we talked about it off air he's a guy we probably should have brought up because he's not getting you know he's only got a 20 percent target share so it's not large um we've seen this offense kind of spread it out a little bit um but this is a game with a high over under and you know, this arizona defense is more than beatable and i gotta expect that julio is gonna dog you know he's got 44 targets on the air he's only got 26 receptions 359 receiving yards but guys he's got 573 air yards that's top five in the league. So I expect him to continue to dog this week, and I expect him to convert on some of those. Oh, sorry, top two in the league. Mm. That's two only to Mike Evans mm. So, um, in terms of the air yards. So I expect that to continue, and um, I expect him to capitalize on some of those some of those long balls this week. Yep, yep. So, Greg, who's your running back start of the week? Oh, man, this is a pretty simple one for me. I think Baltimore, Mark Ingram, he's going to ball out against this Bengals defense. Uh, the Ravens team, their second in runs plays per game. Mark Ingram is number seven in red zone attempts. And uh, the Bengals team is super bad. You know, we give up 12.78 more points against the RB mean. That's the second worst in the league. We saw every team that they play go light them up as far as rushing. Uh, I think Mark Ingram gets you at least one goal line touchdown, and I think he gets you two. Ooh, yes. I, no, I love Mark Ingram this week and a 12-point favorites at home. Got to love that one. Um, my running back start of the week, I know I don't really like to do the whole back-to-back -back uh, start of the weeks, but technically this man had a bye, so I'm not picking him back-to-back. -back. And that's right, your guy, your breakout, carry on, Johnson. Mm -hmm. I'm picking him again to be my start of the week. He's got a matchup against the Green Bay Packers. We alluded to it. They haven't been able to stop the run. We saw... We saw um, um, Wow, I can't. I, I just drew a blank. But uh, last week Zeke wasn't able to get off the ground against them. But in previous matchups, uh, that was more game flow dependent. But in previous matchups, we've seen the, the Green Bay Packers absolutely get shredded by the run. Um, and we saw Carry On in uh, since they've let C.J. Anderson walk. Carry On's been the guy in that backfield. 26 touches in the last game. I expect that to continue. And just based off volume alone, carry on is the play play this week. Yeah, I like that. So, Greg, moving forward, your tight end start of the week. Tight end start of the week. Tyler Offord didn't come through for me this week against the Cardinals. But I'm going right back to the well. Austin Hooper, he's better than Tyler Eifert. He had nine targets last week. I'm taking him against the Cards. Uh, the nine targets, again, were against a tough tight end matchup in the Texans. So, I see no reason why... He's going to go light it up against the Cardinals. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm taking all the players in this game. I really hope it's uh, the shootout we deserve. 
Oof. Yeah, now Austin Hooper, is, he's, got, he's got a dog this weekend, man. I mean, that's, that whole game is going to be a shootout. So I, I love that one. My tight end start of the week, a guy we've been giving a lot of love to. I want to say we kind of created him, but I, I, I can't. We can't take all that credit. But Will Disley, our guy against the Seattle, I mean against the Seattle Seahawks tight end against mm-hmm. the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Cleveland has not been great against the tight end position, and Will Disley is going to continue that trend. He's been on fire as of late. They are designing plays for him. He is Russell Wilson. He's a top two target in this offense for Russell Wilson. And as we said, Russell Wilson. He's dripping with that 10% touchdown rate, and Will Disley's got to get some of that. So yeah. let's continue to ride that wave. Will Disley, tight end start of the week. Start him up. Let's get to these streams, man. So, Greg, who is your QB streamer of the week oh, this man. week? I uh, talked about him a little bit, but Jimmy G, the most handsome quarterback in the league. I'm going with Jimmy G in this spot. We talked about if the 49ers are going to win the game, they're going to have to throw it a little more uh, against the Rams on the road. Uh, so I like him in this spot. Uh, yeah, I think he's, he's going to be a solid play. He hasn't been doing horrible for you. You know, he's he probably a, a good safe floor, like right outside a QB2. But I think he I think he gives you a low-end QB1 performance this week. Nah, I like that one. Um, for sure, Jimmy G, He's he's this Niners offense is rolling, and he's he's the head of it. So um, if they're if they're if they're play, they're winning, he's got to be a part of it. So I like that one a lot. Uh, my QB stream of the week. I might I'm gonna give you guys two. Um, Kyle Allen against Tampa Bay. Um, Tampa Bay defense the last three weeks. I know t- we start Tampa Bay defense started out as a good defense. Uh, saying one week, hey, this is this might be a bad matchup. But the last three weeks, they've absolutely given it up to quarterbacks. Um, you know, we saw Teddy Bridgewater get on him. We saw Daniel Jones get on him. Um, there was somebody in between there that I, I'm not quite remembering right now. But Tampa Bay, they've been beatable. Kyle Allen, um, they're not asking him to do a lot, but I, I expect him to be able to do some with the little that he has to do. He's got weapons, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. So I really like him this week. And another one, it's a little outside the box, but I'm doing it. Um, Matt Stafford against the, the Green Bay Packers. I know this Green Bay Packers defense is is very good. Um, they're, they're great against the pass. Uh, we saw them get get beat up a little bit last week um, by Dallas. Granted, Dallas was in comeback mode, so they were they were throwing the ball all over all over the yard. But like we talked about before, Matt Stafford he leads. He's top in the league in terms of deep. In, deep, in terms of deep pass attempts, and Kenny Galladay, that's his number one target. So I expect him to be able to, to make plays against this Green Bay secondary. Uh, and, and you know, Matt Stafford, he's been pretty good against this, this Green Bay Packers team in Green Bay. Um, I think the last three years he's averaging almost 250 passing yards and two touchdowns. So if you if he can bring you that this week, that's more than, than fantasy stream worthy. So... I'm 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 riding out with with my man Matt Stafford this week. Yeah, I like that. So, Greg, your QB or your tight end stream of the week this week? Uh yeah. Um, this is a situation out of necessity. I had Evan Ingram. He went down for me, so I spent seventeen dollars. I went and got Gerald Everett in Fab. I think he's a, a good stream of the week this week. Um, 49ers have been tough against tight ends, but I think you know Jared Goff. You talk about it, he's gonna have to throw in this game a little more, especially Todd Gurley's doubtful. Uh, and he, you know, he's better in the middle of the field. I think Gerald Everett stays hot and coming off two of his best weeks. Uh, I think he stays hot as well and still gets you, you know, around that 10, 10 uh, fantasy point mark. Yeah, no, I like I like Gerald Everett this week a lot. I picked him up in some leagues to start him. And he might be somebody that, you know, he might going forward, he might, you know, 
be not have not have stream consideration because yeah. he might be an every week tight end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, my tight end stream of the week. We alluded to him before, Jeremy Sprinkle. Um, yeah, who the hell is Jeremy Sprinkle? <laughs> He's a third string tight end for the Washington Redskins. Um, obviously we know nor Jordan Reed, Vernon Davis is listed as out. So Jeremy Sprinkle. Um, I yeah, I'm not excited about it, but this this uh. This Miami defense has been bad all year. Uh, this both these teams are bad. Uh, maybe he doesn't get you anything, but I, I don't know. I'm just it's a shot in the dark. Let's take it, Jeremy Sprinkle. He's going to be out there. He's going to be running routes. Maybe he gets involved. Um, it's a shot in the dark, but all the bye weeks, I think they're killing us. So Jeremy Sprinkle is the way to go. Yeah. And if I, I could have cheated, could have gone Noah Fant again because I always like Noah Fant, but. Um, you know, runs a lot of routes, athletic profile. So, um, those two guys I think are definitely stream worthy if you need help. Yeah, I like that. Jeremy Sprinkles. He he looked the like uh, as far as moving wise, he looked better than Vernon Davis when he was out there. So I like that pick. No, he's very athletic. Yeah. He's got an athletic profile. I think he ran a four five. You know, at at uh, four five or a four six at about two hundred and fifty, two hundred and sixty pounds. So this guy can move. Um, it's just about you know, and we've seen tight ends. They 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 they're late bloomers. So. I think this is his third year in the league, so maybe maybe this is you know the step the the, the step he needs to take to to start that breakout. Word. But we'll see. What about defenses? You streaming a defense this week, Greg? Yeah, uh, probably everyone went and got those Cowboys, um, and probably maybe if you get the Washington Redskins, I think they're a solid play this week against the Dolphins. Um, but I'm really looking at yeah the L.A. Chargers, who they're playing against a third string quarterback uh, in prime time. I think they they come through and they uh, get it get it done. Yeah, I think for me, if I had to stream a defense, it'd probably come from this uh, Tennessee Broncos game, uh, Titans Broncos game. Yep. I, I've, I'm comfortable starting streaming either one of these defenses. The Titans might be already picked up because they had a good matchup last week too. Um, so maybe maybe you could go scoop up Denver. Yeah, though, I actually dropped Tennessee's uh, defense Mariota. to start Denver's defense. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, the Denver defense, I, they've, they've, they've gotten, they've gone after it lately. They've, uh, Von Miller has been getting, getting after the quarterback now. I know they lost Bradley Chubb, um, for the year with an ACL, but, um, yeah, I, I, I expect Vic Fangio to continue to create pressure for Marcus Mariota. So that's my defensive stream of the week. Um, anything else you want to add, Greg, any matchup? I know, I know we're all focused on this, um, this Houston and Chiefs matchup, but any other any other matchup you're looking forward to? Uh, yeah, to continuing on that 49ers if they're super for real. Um, you know, I, I keep needing to see more from them. Again, them against the Rams on the road. I think this is the game though. This if they win this game, they're they're for real. They're going to be a playoff team uh, and formidable in the NFC. Yeah, no, it's crazy, man. Because if the this Niners team wins this game, they'll be five and zero. Um, they'll be, you know, one game ahead of the Seattle Seahawks for the NFC NFC West title. So, it'll be it's a fun season. It's you know, through 6 weeks it's been really competitive. Um, you know, the parity has been real, so um you know, if you're not the Patriots, you know, there's been competition basically every week. Yep, yep. So, it'll it's it's been fun, man. It's been fun. All right, my guy. Well, so um yeah, I think that's it. We we covered all of it. Um, you know, uh try to bring you guys that fantasy goodness as we always try to um but once again good luck guys thanks for listening to us appreciate every single one of y'all and as always we are out